Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode. This week's show features an interview with Ellen Graf Martin, founder and president of the Graf Martin Communications Firm, as we talk about the calling on some to be a Christian girl boss. For our inbox talk this week, we heard from a girl named Cindy who left a short but sweet message saying, thank you, Sherry, for the continued inspired teachings. You're a blessing to me. Well, Cindy, your words were a blessing to me, and I hope you're inspired to be all that God calls you to be as you listen to this episode. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 75, along with information about our guest. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. I grew up in your typical patriarchal family, where dad has always been the clear head of the marital and business relationship between my parents. My mom is a quiet, sweet, and beautiful woman who has always been a strong support for my dad and managed all the -the behind-the-scenes aspects of their many businesses. I tried to fit into this mold of a quiet, stay-in-the-background girl that culture and the church seemed to promote, but I struggled with that. I was a born leader, and although this wasn't always an applauded trait, it's who I was. Thankfully, as a teen, my youth leaders and youth pastors saw this part of my personality as a plus and began to speak into my life regarding leadership. At times, I would struggle with whether it's okay or not for women to lead, minister, or run businesses. But scripture kept giving me examples of strong women who unapologetically led. Proverbs 31 is a portion of scripture that frequently gets shared on a Mother's Day Sunday, and pastors often emphasize the parts mentioning how this wife of noble character cared for her family and would downplay or gloss over completely the verses talking about how this ideal woman was like a real estate tycoon, buying and selling properties, not focusing on how, out of her earnings, she became a farmer, planted a vineyard even, seldom discussing how she made and sold things, managing her team of servants well. This lady truly was a business owner extraordinaire, but also a loving wife, mother, and philanthropist. Now, this kind of woman, this girl boss, I got. I love the story from Acts 16 verses 14 to 15 because it tells about another girl boss. It was during a time in Paul's ministry when he received a direct call from God through a dream to alter his plans and travel to Macedonia to minister to the people there. Paul, Silas, Luke, and Timothy all change plans and follow God's new direction. When they reached Philippi, they felt to stay for a while and sought out the new believers who had gathered by the river to worship in an outdoor service setting. 
when Paul speaks to a very influential businesswoman named Lydia. The Bible tells us that Lydia was a dealer in purple cloth, the most expensive of all materials at that time that only the wealthy elite could afford, and she was the big distributor. It was this Lydia who became Paul's first convert to Christianity and led the church at Philippi. Paul and the other apostles stayed at her home, so it must have been quite a large place to house all of his ministry team. And then there was Priscilla from the Book of Acts, who ran a tent-making business with her hubby Aquila. Many scholars believe that it was Priscilla who was the business and ministry head of this dynamic duo, since her name is listed first in certain portions of Scripture. This amazing woman was used by God to bring the gospel to so many and also train ministers like Apollos on how to reach the world for Christ using the money made from her business. The Bible has great examples of strong women leaders. There's no need to hide your entrepreneurial spirit or your ability to lead. God is quite comfortable with the gifts that he's given you and desires nothing more than for you to use them while you chase down the destiny that he's planned for your life. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth, weekdays at 11.30 a.m., right here on Joy, hometown Christian radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Ellen Graf Martin is a complete girl boss. She unabashedly leads and lifts up the brand, books, films, and people that she's privileged to promote. Founder of the award-winning Graf Martin Communications firm, Ellen is a force to be reckoned with in the Christian media world. But she's also one of the sweetest, most encouraging girlfriends you could ever have. I'm so glad I get to introduce to you the inspiring Christian girl boss, Ellen Graf Martin. Ellen, welcome to the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so glad to be here. It feels like, um, I, you know, it feels like I've already been here because I know you and we've had so many great conversations. I'm excited other people get to, maybe I'm excited, maybe a little afraid other people get to listen <laughs> into our conversation today. Yeah, no, I think it'll be exciting. I know people are going to love this because you are one interesting girl. And I know our paths crossed first when Todd and I years ago were launching our first books with Word Alive Press. We started off as clients, but yes. then we became friends very shortly thereafter. You were just such a warm and welcoming person. And it was amazing getting to meet you and first meeting you in that uh, atmosphere where you were the girl boss sitting there at the head of the table. Uh, yes, I was. And I guess I am. And am I allowed to tell you that I don't love the phrase girl boss? You don't. Now tell me, okay, why not? 
Okay. Well, you know, honestly, I think this is my thing. I'm like, why do I have to be qualified as a girl boss? Why can't Mm. I just be the boss? Why can't I just be a child of God who God is equipped to do this job rather than my, like, why do I have to lead with my gender? Why can't I just be me? And so, I mean, I think that to me empowers others to just be who they are, male or female, and do what God has equipped them to do and called them to do, um, because we're qualified by him, not by our gender or not by even our education or our background. We're called by God and equipped by him. And so that's why I'm not a huge, I mean, I could, I could go on, but that's why I'm not a huge fan of that phrase. <laughs> I just want to be doing what God asked me to do. I love it, honestly, because that's the reason why I felt the need to do a show like this growing up as a girl that had the str- a strong personality, we'll say, and a mm-hmm. leader in different things, and at times maybe called bossy. Um, <laughs> not sure yeah, if you experienced yeah. that throughout your life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and whereas when it's a guy, they might just say, oh, he's going to be a leader. But as a girl, sometimes we do get labeled as those things as bossy or girl boss. Um, You know, it is a fun term that's so popular, but I can understand that that's a a trigger for you because it is a point in our lives where we want to get beyond having to, you know, change things up just because we're a girl or to make excuses for us because we are girls. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited that you are breaking barriers through the business that you run. And I'm just interested, though, what made you, you know, desire to become an entrepreneur? Was it something that you planned out? Were you one of those kids who grew up wanting to run your own business? How did you enter into that entrepreneurial journey? Well, When I look back, I realize I was always entrepreneurial. I just was. I was like a 13-year-old who put ads in the paper offering babysitting services. And now it seems really weird because if my daughter wanted to do that at 13 and strangers came and picked her up and drove her across the city to a place that I didn't know, I would not feel comfortable. But as a kid, it was just, I was was brave and yeah, called bossy. Um, But at the same time, I was just that kid who would take initiative and just do the things. And I never actually said, you know what, I want to own my own business. And so when I actually hear people say that, I feel a little bit afraid for them because owning my own business uh, has never been the goal. It wasn't what I set out to do. I want to do, like I was even saying before, I want to do what God is calling me to do. I want to be open to what he's asking Mm -hmm. me to do. And what he asked me to do in 2008 was start this business through someone else saying, would you consider starting your own agency? And I mean, it was the last thing I wanted to do because it is kind of scary. It was the bottom of a recession. Um, my husband and I had just got married. I was living across the country from my family. I didn't have that safety net or backup. Like God had to be my safety net. And mm. so I, I, I said, and my husband said at the time when we were starting the agency, we'll walk through this door as long as God opens it. And when mm. he shuts it, then we know it's done. And so that was almost 13 years ago in October. It'll be 13 years. And um, we're still, the door is still open. And until God shuts it, I'll, I'll be here. But I never said I want to be an entrepreneur. I was like, look where God is working and join him there. In the words of good Henry Blackaby, um, that's <laughs> why I'm an entrepreneur. Is because you were answering the call of God to go into that mm-hmm. and to lead. And so, you know, for those people that are listening and they don't know what Graf Martin Communications is, can you just kind of explain it a little bit for people? 
Sure. We, we are, our tagline is marketing for good. And that's really what we're all about. So we come alongside nonprofit organizations or charities, ministries, um, and we help them get their marketing together, starting with brand all the way through to public relations and marketing implementation, fundraising, those sorts of things. Um, we started in Christian publishing and my background is there. And we have also supported almost every Christian film that has come to Canada. And mm-hmm. so we've got this really broad experience. I mean, I hate to say this, but I've been doing this for 21 years now um, in various ways and forms. And so, I mean, this is this is where we live, is in this Christian space really well. Um, we I have such a deep heart for this space because I started out as a fundraising missionary. Like I had to raise my own support and Mm. I spent five years doing marketing or four years doing marketing um, one year internationally in Georgia or in Central America on a ship with Operation Mobilization, but then also doing marketing. And I had to actually raise my own salaries, which is a great way to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Um, But because of that, I have a deep empathy for those that work in ministry (laughs) and who are fundraising. And I understand the challenges and the value of a donor dollar and stewardship. And so we try to bake that into everything we do. Well, it's amazing what you're doing, how you're helping so many people get the message that God's called them to get out there and and how you've helped promote them. So I'm looking forward to the next part of our conversation. We come back after the break where I'm going to ask you some questions about how it is to be leading as a woman in this day and age and how uh, you really are a girl boss, but you are just a boss. I'm Ellen Graf Martin from episode number 75, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Defender by Francesca Battistelli. You go before I know I'm just gonna stay still. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor, weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back here with Ellen Graf Martin from Graf Martin Communications. Ellen, I get every guest to share a Bible study tool or tip with the audience. So I'm just wondering if there's something that, you know, you uh, implement in your devotional time that would really encourage or help people, if you could share that with us. Well, and I'm going to speak to those super busy mamas <laughs> like mm-hmm. me who have littles and who are working and her, who are doing all the things, especially in this season. I want to encourage you that right now every season is different. And some seasons you've got a lot of time for long in-depth study. And I have been there. I have done, I think, 12 Bethmore Bible studies and a bunch of K. Arthur But sometimes, like right now, it's hard to even squeeze in five minutes. So find what works for you and just choose to spend 
whatever time, even if it's five minutes, regularly reading, praying, and processing. And do what works for you right now. Don't beat yourself up. My big tip is don't beat yourself up. Just choose to spend some time, whatever you've got. I love it. I love it. And especially in this time where moms are having to be teachers, work, you know, do everything. It's it's kind of overwhelming to say the least. So and to say the least. Favorite, yeah, to say the least. How about your favorite Bible verse? Yeah, you know, the Bible verse I keep on my desk is from Exodus 31. And it's when the Lord is saying to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of your eyes, grandson of her, of the tribe of Judah. He knew this this guy, he knew him. And he says, I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability and expertise in all kinds of crafts. And that's been so important to me because as an entrepreneur, and just in what I'm doing, I feel so unequipped in and of myself, I need the spirit of God to give me great wisdom, ability and expertise in the work I've been called to do. And so I, this has to be on my desk every day. Absolutely. And it's really amazing when you see scripture like this that talks about how God called someone because they have the different skills, the abilities, the wisdom needed for that particular role. And have you struggled in leading as a woman with maybe some of those insecurities or or have you kind of, is that not something that you struggle with ever? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone, <laughs> everyone may struggle, not just business leaders, but everyone struggles mm-hmm. with that idea of being um, a fraud. You know, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I started this when I was 31 years old. I really didn't know what I was doing. And I still don't really know. I just have to rely that I will progressively learn. And I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. And I have made so many mistakes, but keeping moving forward, knowing that God hasn't released me from this yet. I've got to just fix the mistakes I make, learn from them and move forward and rely on him for wisdom. It goes back to that old adage that God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And and it's such a true statement that whatever he calls you to, he's going to equip you in that. And so allowing that confidence to come from his calling is really powerful. So Ellen, in the last year or so, you've actually upped your game in a big way. You know, I don't know if the, you know, the pandemic wasn't that crazy enough for you. So you went back to school, didn't you? I did. You know, when when my daughter went back to school in September, I was like, I'm going to go back to school too. And more, you know, yes, God has absolutely given me skill beyond what I could have skill to do and wisdom beyond what I would know. Um, But also, I think that he does put us in these places beyond our capability and says, you need to up your game too. you need to show up. And so Mm -hmm. the reason I went back to school was to say, what are the gaps in my knowledge? And how do I fill those? How do I um, get others alongside me like my new advisor at school? and even a leadership coach, not just school, but other things as well, to say, how do I become better and more skilled? And I bring my best to the table, as well as God um, equipping me and calling me. Absolutely. And so you, you know, you didn't just pick any course. Uh, What was the title of your course? And, and what is it bringing to the table for you to be able to become a better leader? Yeah, it was the Women's Entrepreneurship um, Accelerator Program through Wilfrid Laurier School of Business or the Lazarita School of Business at Laurier. And so, I mean, what it did was give me a chance to take a step back 
and look at my business as a whole and see what holes there were in that whole mm. piece. And, you know, we really went piece by piece and it gave me a chance to step back and say, have I done this well? Because when you're an entrepreneur, often you just jump in and do, and you don't necessarily think of all the things. And, you know, I'm an Enneagram seven. I, my coach reminds me frequently, I need to draw on my Enneagram five and really take time to think. And so it gave me that opportunity to really think. So what's keeping you in the game right now, as you've taken the time to look at your business from a different vantage point, what keeps you going? You know, it's, I'm going to be honest. And I think any entrepreneur right now would say it's really hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And like I've shared with you, it's been running a business, trying to know what's happening next, never being able to predict what will happen the next week over the last 18 months. It's been mm -hmm. that idea of we can't, we've lost our ability to predict. But at the same time, having really great people around me has kept me in the game. Because when I am having a hard time, I can send them a meme and say, I feel like the world is on fire, and I'm supposed to put it out. Um, and they are like, they laugh with me. And they are like, you've got this, you're okay, we've got your back. And so having those women around me, especially women um, who are leaders has been uh, honestly such a godsend for me. That's that's really key. The right people around you makes the world of difference. So Ellen, as we bring this interview to a close, I want to ask you one last question. And I want to ask you, what leader in the Bible would you most identify with? I most identify with Joseph. Honestly, you know, I think I was a bright kid like Joseph, a little cocky and thought I could conquer the world and tried to and then found myself in a pit um, that other people would put me in and would find myself in hardships and wondering, God, why did you do this? You know, my entrepreneurial journey has not been easy. And there have been a lot of places where I find myself in a pit, but I see God's faithfulness to Joseph. And I see that for myself as well. And ultimately, it's for the good of all of God's people and for my my people, my family, and those around me. Well, I love that. And I can see the Joseph calling on your life, Ellen. I see how you uh, you really do lead with wisdom and you, you share that with so many. So I want to thank you for taking the time to share all of this with us. It's been a real encouragement and I know it's going to challenge a few people out there to actually step into the, the boss position, that girl boss position that God would have them uh, to take. So thank you so much for being with us today, Ellen. Oh, thank you. This has been my pleasure and privilege. My challenge for you today is to not downplay, but recognize the gifts and talents God's placed inside of you. Remember Ellen's favorite verses from Exodus 31 verses 1 to 3 and believe that if you too allow the Holy Spirit to work in and through your abilities, that he can do great things. Why not take time today to sit down and make a list of all the skills God's placed inside of you. Pray over the list and ask God to multiply their effect in and through your life for his glory. 
From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Episode 75, Christian Girl Boss of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest. They can be found on soulh2o.com slash 75. Come back next week to hear the lovely Latina lady, Leah Andrade, share her story of extreme hardship and the goodness of God. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.